I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunts Podcast. I'm one of your five hosts this evening with an honorary uh, hunk. <laughs> My name is uh, Ryan Reed. And tonight we have all hunks assemble on the line. So before we go ahead and get started, and I'm a little rusty, it's been a while waiting on you guys to get on a call. So, mm, Got to apologize to the people. Yeah, so we are really looking forward to tonight. I would say tonight is going to be phenomenal because I think there's going to be a bunch of energy on the line and we've got several hot topics to discuss. But before we get into that, we've got these hunks. And tonight we have on the phone Mr. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Glad to be back. It's been a while. Welcome welcome back, Nick. Welcome back from the great white north. Not white yet, but uh, we'll soon be white. Right. Hi, Nick. Hi. Catch any it, steelhead yet, Nick? Nope. We we <laughs> we missed you over the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Hey, I'm I'm easy to miss. <laughs> Glad to see your <laughs> smiling face this evening. We also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Tom Venata. Hello. Glad Hello. to be back. Good to see you, sir. Feels like it's been like a year. It has been. It does. It has been quite, it's been a few weeks now. I forgot that who was who on the names. Trolling expert. Oh, yeah. Pretty good batting average. They, <laughs> they call me judge. Our resident trolling expert, is that what you <laughs> said? <laughs> yep. Send the, all trolling questions to Tom Vanatta. He can yep. answer them all. Tom, the, ad, the Admiral, Tom, the Admiral Vanatta. <laughs> the Admiral. The, the Admiral. Admiral. And if you feel like Tom's being stingy with pointers... Message one of us and we'll give you his spots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. We also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Donnie Swink. Good evening, gentlemen. Good What's evening. What's up, Donnie? Hello. Everybody's looking so spry. Ready to go. <laughs> Let's do this thing. And we have an honorary hunk this evening. I'm going to jump to, we're, we're going we're gonna to come back to the last hunk, but I'm going to go to the Honorary hunk this evening, Mr. Kellen Campbell. Welcome, sir. Good evening. Thank you for joining Kellen. us, Kellen. Appreciate yeah, it. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here. This is, uh, I think this is the second podcast I've done. One was work related. So, uh, <laughs> this one's cool. Not nearly, yeah, not nearly as fun. There's a whole story there that I could tell, but not official. <laughs> really, so. Nice. But well, I'm glad to be here. He brought up work. We should mention that he's the owner of uh, the Mac discount. Mac.bid. Uh, if anyone wants to, to go check it out, it's absolutely worth checking out in the pit in the Western Pennsylvania area, I guess. Um, and lots of locations. Do you want to, you want to, you want to plug Kellen. it, Kellen? Yeah, yeah sure, Kellen. sure, sure. Um, yeah. So uh, throughout Western PA and then Eastern Ohio as well. So we just open up locations in Akron, Warren, Boardman and um, have locations throughout Western PA. So anywhere, uh, anywhere in the Pittsburgh area um, from Washington up to Butler, um, we're adding locations out East. We, you know, hopefully Monroeville here soon, but, uh, and then we also have a location down in South Carolina. So I don't know if 
<laughs> there's obviously no muskies down there, but <laughs> if you're listening and you're in South Carolina, we have locations down there as well. <laughs> I don't awesome. think our listener base goes that far. We do have no, hey, you never Ukraine. know. This is worldwide, yeah. you know? Right. Worldwide. Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine, baby. Ukraine and Russia. No Mac discounts in Ukraine yet. Not yet. No, it's a little tough there right now. Tough I, bet, yeah. I bet real estate's reasonable. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's God. no warehousing, at least yeah. not that I'm aware of. Not with uh, waterproof roofs, probably. Oh, right, you're gonna, right. You're yeah. going to have some, some freaking, troubles getting insurance. Yeah. I'm freaking hurting over here, dude. Yeah. Come on. All right, we also have our last time for the evening, our dad, our sponsor, the one and only Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Very happy to be here tonight. Uh, looking forward to this one. We're going to, I don't know, we're going to cover cover a couple of different topics here. One of which is, a couple of which are going to be kind of hot button topics, kind of new, current events, but then we are going to talk about uh our trip to Lake Nipissing. This is going to be kind of our, our, our trip recap, which if you've listened to the Joe Booker episode, you know that that trip recap is going to be full of <laughs> sorrow and tears and everything else related to not catching a muskie in a week. But I think it's certainly worth talking about because, uh, it, you know, failures are sometimes your best lessons. So I, I think it's definitely something we're going to talk about here. But where do we want to start, guys? Uh, we want to start with the with the national news that is not musky related. Let's go. But everyone else has talked fishing? about it. Oh my Freaking god! Good, good morning, America's talked the walleye about it, so. cheaters. The walleye cheaters. It's kind of like I mean, how do you even put it into perspective? And in like the what is the equivalent in the musky world? Like somebody literally trying to extend the fish. You know, like how you bend a bump board. <laughs> you yeah. get the yeah, bump board yeah, like yeah, Ryan if, has. Right. Okay. Okay. You that, bend a bump board. What if what if they had what if somebody had a a bump board made that was missing a couple of inch marks, like only one here and one there and one there, and it was compressed, and so therefore you pushed the put the musky out and it would show. I mean, that would be kind of comparable. I think I mean, that's, that's why just, they do the stickers, though, in the tour. Like, you have to have oh. the special sticker on your bump board or whatever. I don't know that we can answer that, Owen, because we're talking about what transpired with those walleyes. I don't know that we would ever. What, when when would we ever see that? In you the can't win that when, kind of money. Really? Like, when in, yeah, any, but when in any sport can somebody be caught that red hand? <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Like to see that dude, Jacob Runyon, standing there while the tournament director is screaming in his face, like, and he just stood there and just looked and everyone, boom. And like, man, I I was watching that video and I thought for sure these dudes were going to get pummeled. I was like, I'm about to watch a man die. And, (laughs) And. it, oh, man. Well, they had the cops there to escort them, so they were kind of safe from that, I guess. But well, the one guy, the guy from Hermitage, this Chase Kaminsky, according to the again, all this is according to the news articles. None of us were there, and so none of us can say what the hell happened. But you, you haven't reached Kaminsky, out to, to be his representation. If I was licensed in Ohio. Actually, I have a couple of buddies that are licensed in Ohio. So Chase, Chase and Jacob, if you guys are listening to this, I might have some criminal defense lawyers for you. Uh, <laughs> but dude, they absolutely oh one they absolutely one thousand percent 
need to hire counsel, need to retain counsel. They need to retain counsel for civil proceedings because all those winnings, that $300,000 plus that they won over the last year is going to be at risk. Again, I think I said this in our text chain. It's going to be really difficult for anyone to be able to go back and prove that they cheated in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do you so, think these guys are going to start firing out cease and desist letters to like Good Morning America? Anybody, <laughs> anybody that mentioned them? I, I want to say, I want to say these guys are probably hiding in their basements, like mm-hmm. from their Witness wives. I mean, yeah, dude, I can't even imagine. Like, where do you go once this thing hits CNN and you know Fox News and you know MSNBC, every single major outlet? with the entire video of these dudes being caught red handed. I mean, I've, I can't think of anything like well, that. I mean, that I've there's seen. certainly, there's certainly plenty of controversy in the Muskie world. I mean, Larry Ramsell wrote thousand pages mm-hmm. on it. And, but the problem, the difference there is, I mean, you know, like whether it's Ken O'Brien's fish and the controversy about that fish being pumped full of hose water. Right. Uh, no one no one ever could prove it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, these plus, guys, like plus those the guy, aren't the guy takes out a Swiss Army knife and cuts the lead right out of the <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's right like, and it's, it's you're like, either guilty he's like or tossing, he's a magician like he's one of tossing those. up these twelve ounce lead balls and Dude. and, and they're done going that's into the, the other thing that blew me away it was eight pounds over five fish they added yeah. over a pound per fish like that's gutsy how much lead that is <laughs> do you think and, that do you think that Runyon at that present time was like just had a real quick thought in his brain to be like. I caught him like that or something stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, just like came Must out be of those something with there. this Lake Erie water. Like yeah. the people do on cops when they find the drugs. Like, those aren't mine. I don't know how they. It's like, they're uh, his. I mixed my bag up with someone else's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There, yeah, like, there I is no plausible deniability. I never knew that lead was going to be an issue. Yeah, exactly. Heavy metals. So it's all, all, in that, all in the same ballpark. And it makes it worse that they're like repeat offenders. They're not. It's a, right. According to the internet, oh this God. isn't their first time that they like this no, has been on. They have been for... suspected for the last year plus of doing a, this. I saw something and, that one of them failed a polygraph test oh yeah. on a previous. Yeah. yeah, they won the fall brawl last year in in Northeast Ohio, and as part of that, the winners have to because apparently that one is not like a. That's like a month long. Um, yeah, it's like a season long or a month long thing where you have to take your catches to a particular to a, a different way station, official yeah, way station, scale. and have it have it weighed. So, because that's lake wide, like people in Erie participate in that, right? And so, at the end of the day, the winners have to take a polygraph to assure that they caught it in Lake Erie and it, you know, was used. It wasn't snagged and whatnot. You know, not to, I don't think the purpose of that polygraph is whether or not you waited to fish. You know, whether <laughs> they didn't or not have you that question it, like, on the test. <laughs> right. That was <laughs> literally, it's season. literally like, did you follow the tournament rules? Is what the polygraph test is about. I, I mean, get it. the one team, one team lost because they didn't register their boat correctly in the fall brawl. Like, so it's very technical. And, you know, a polygraph is not a minor thing. I've sat through a number of them as, you know, as a defense attorney and they are not, they're not fun to sit through. Even as, as someone just like sitting there, you're like, you get nervous, just looking at it. Raises your heart rate. It does. Absolutely. 
So I do have a question on all these walleye tournaments. Are these all these fish harvested? Yes. Well, uh, most of them are always, but most of the time. Yeah. And and that's this tournament. These tournaments, they say that the contestants are are given the option to take them home to eat them or they can be given to the local homeless like they get are given to local homeless shelters donated. So, yes, they do kill them. They do harvest them, but they are supposed to be used. But. I guess that kind of would give you more incentive to throw weights in your fish. If you're the one that's going to be taking them home, like, right. You know what I mean? Evidence yourself. Yeah. It's like, if they're not going to take the fish, I guess that would kind of give somebody the confidence to do something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's just so bizarre. But even then, like, I just, I can't believe nobody felt them. Like, I feel like, like Kellen said, those weights aren't small weights. Those aren't little trout sinkers. Those are fucking monster weights. Like, you feel, you guys, I feel like if you poke their belly, you would feel these giant that's balls. The, that's like, that's how the guy, the, the fisher fillet, guy, right? Yeah. They were yeah. wrapping the lead in fillets so they yeah. yep. couldn't feel them, which is, yep. I don't know if it's genius or what, but <laughs> did you guys, did you guys watch every, did you watch like all the clips and everything? Cause the tournament, I, the tournament director, talked about that whenever he weighed the fish he was talking about like 16 pounds is what they needed to you know essentially win team of the year and when it when the scale hit 33 33, he immediately was an immediate red flag Mm -hmm. yeah and you can hear if you watch that video you can hear the guy saying like there's no way that's 30 pounds of fish because right again i mean They, they're not giant walleye by any Mm-mm. stretch. They're good walleye, but right. for Lake Erie standards, they seem to be relatively average. Well, that's putting up 30, 30 pounds over five fish. It's like, well, <laughs> that's what the that. tournament director said. He was like, look, I've been fishing Lake Erie, you know, my entire life. He said this time of year, you can, this lake pumps out four to five pound walleye, like nobody's business. Right. But when you see that, that what looks like everyone else's fish, and four to five it, pound walleye yeah. and it hits the scale and it says 8.7 mm-hmm. like how does that not raise right. well, eyebrows the, those guys aren't like, dumb either like it's like us with muskie like someone catches a 40 inch fish and they say it's 52, 52. like right. maybe a bass guy can't spot that he's like oh giant fish but somebody that catches them and catch like you can see that so uh, being a walleye guy i'm sure that was a little suspect I- that's I got, how we know Tom's fish is 46. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. exactly. Spot on the nose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got two questions for you guys on this one. Okay. Number one, based on what we talked about in our last podcast, we talked about this shift in the muskie community from, you know, like weighing fish to essentially measuring fish, right? Like our, our standard today, yes, we all want to catch a 40 pound fish or, or better, but the metrics are more based on like inches, right? Like that's think, pretty much. I think standard. that's driven because we don't want to harvest them. Right. I, f- I feel like weighing a fish, you're increasing your odds of injuring the fish. Right. So with that said, and that's my question is, you know, this, this tournament, this walleye tournament is really more about weight. Do you guys feel that this could ever potentially be an issue in a musky tournament? Probably not if it's, you know, if you're talking measuring fish, if it's by inch, but do you ever think this would happen in the musky world? I could what see happened? it happening. I mean, I yeah. I know there was uh, incidents with bass fishermen where they, I mean, they're taking a picture on the bump board and the guy he like cut a bass in half and had like would hold his hand over the, oh, God. the gap. You know what I mean? 
And then, so if we ever see Ryan laying on top of a 59-inch muskie, we right. know something's yeah. up. Pancaking it, baby. Uh-huh. Trying to squeeze well, every I mean, inch of it. Doing splits over it. Money involved in anything. Yes. And anytime mm-hmm. you have a sport That's what I was gonna or say. a comp- competitive type thing where there's always going to be ego involved, there are always going to be people that try to cheat the system. Let's look at the PMTT. So so we we had the whole episode about the PMTT and live scope and whatnot. And in in the in the question we kind of or I guess the answer we kind of settled on was that having one live scope is one thing. But if you're going to have six live scopes set set up around your boat so you can have a 360 degree angle view of everything, that's a totally different thing. Right. You know, you're talking about two completely different, you know, aspect uh, to two in your two completely different like monetary investment levels like if you want to put six live scopes on your boat the only reason you are doing that is to win the pmtt like i mean why else why else would you do something like that so there are guys that are willing to put that type of effort into winning winning a pmtt Cause you can win a boat. You can win a, you know, I don't know exactly what the prizes are, but I know that the PMTT prizes are fairly significant. Um, yeah, but even without pri- that, again, even without that, all, all the Muskie records are, I mean, look, PA's record is from what, 1924, 1925, mm. but it wasn't a PA record until 71 because some guy with an ego and it wasn't even his fish. It was like his grandfather's fish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's ego in it, and that's what it is. Someone always has to catch the biggest fish, and it's not just like that for musky fishing. The bass records are like that. Was mm-hmm. one of the, the 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 world record bass fish is is a huge controversy. The one that was caught out of I think it's out of Okeechobee in Florida or whatever. There's there's yeah. a huge controversy around that. It just that's the nature of I record mean, chasing. And- yeah, well, I mean we've we've had tails, we've right? seen everybody's yeah. got their own fishtail, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've seen that in the musky world recently. You know, we there was a big stink in the past couple of months about you know the the a t- record musky, uh, and yeah. you know, and that's you know those things can happen. But that whole, I mean, that whole incident, that whole t- record musky, the whole, uh, you know, that blew up on Facebook and blew up like I mean that was a major major issue and it has had some repercussions but that is nothing compared to stuffing walleye with eight eight pounds of mm-hmm. lead weights before to cashing try to win 300 grand in checks grand. And, and, taking and, a ranger and, and, right and a it's, warrior boat and all this yeah whatever nothing compared to it because they 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 got they got caught red-handed i mean mm-hmm. that's what's oh. so miraculous about it is again that's, there's yeah. always whispers of, of cheating and what guys did to fish and you know that type of stuff after the fact but those guys I mean, literally, there's a video of the guy <laughs> taking a pocket knife out, cutting the fish open and pulling out lead right out of the fish. Mm-hmm. Right. So That's kind like, of the equivalent of, you know, if if somebody went back and they were like, oh, wait, we have video of this record muskie being caught. And here's what it shows, you know, and it actually shows the exact opposite of what was claimed. That's what I, I like struggle, like which one's sadder, like the guy that like has to earn. I mean, I guess I almost feel like the musky record falsifications are more sad that like you have to stuff weight in a musky just to make yourself feel good mm-hmm. about yourself. Right. Did not even win any versus maybe right. an endorsement versus those guys are looking at, you know, I mean, a sixty, $80,000 boat that they're winning. You know I mean? They're actually well, getting. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at, 
I look at that aspect being more along the lines of like PEDs in baseball. Like if you're some kid from the Dominican Republic and you don't have a pot to piss in, you don't have anything like why wouldn't like the idea of taking steroids to try to make it in Major League Baseball to get a major league contract. I understand that to some degree, you know, that's a that's like a bit of survival instinct Mm -hmm. whereas these dudes are living in cleveland in hermitage pa you know (laughs) you know i'll bet you know uh, who knows chase kaminsky might live in his grandma's basement he might live in his mom's basement and i was like and and be fishing walleye tournaments a couple times a year like that's the other part of my question here that's my second question actually like assuming these dudes are married right like (laughs) how do you come home and explain Mm. this one to your wife like, tell me you've never tell me you've never gotten laid without telling me you've never gotten laid. <laughs> oh, you cheated in a walleye tournament by nice. adding weights. Oh, I did God. see a picture of him like laying on his wife's lap or something in the parking lot. Now whether that was like, oh, crying, like dude, like, somebody said that head. was his mom. Like somebody, his mom? Said, oh, somebody oh, said that was his mom. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. When I saw when that video first got sent to me, I swear to God on my life, I've been so busy. I just got the video and like I was looking at it. I thought it was like a meme or something, like like a joke, like a TikTok bullshit. Like I didn't think it was real. Like I was like, there's no, no way that actually happened. And then I had to get online and, and start seeing all the posts. I know. And it was like the way I, I, someone sent it to me pretty early on, like only a couple hours after it had been posted on TikTok and Twitter. And I must've watched that video like four times. And I kind of got sick to my stomach Mm -hmm. watching it. Mm -hmm. Like not only for the fact that these guys really got caught, but for the fact that all these guys who had spent all this time, Uh, we, we talk, okay. So we talk about being the weekend warriors. We are the guys that spend our money. That is not our, you know, it's not our professional money. This is our hobby money. This is our, we're going to have fun money. And if we go fish in a tournament, like that's going to fish in a tournament. Like all these guys that spent all this money on boats and whatnot. And yeah, think and- of the second place team that fished fair through the whole well, thing. Spent now they all ended that up money. Or yeah. only put seven pounds of weights in their walleye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't put enough lead in this time, guys. <laughs> But it's it just the ripple effect is so is it goes so far when you're talking about tournaments that have that much money at, on the line and those those types of sponsorships. I, I can't even can't even imagine. One more I, question. I'm still hung up on the fact that they put eight pounds of lead in five minutes. <laughs> oh, like yeah. eight pounds. Do you think that was like a gross, just a completely like miscalculation? Right. I think they got caught. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it has to be. Like they needed 16 they came in at 30 right like, i mean right. it wasn't like anything right <laughs> like it's like they, they, i think, you know, I think they won by six or eight pounds there needs to this this is a no doubter guys we're coming in at 30 we don't want any questions right <laughs> like, we're gonna knock this shit. thing out of the park so then the conversation yeah. after i wonder if they talk because then someone's getting blamed for stuffing those last few weights in like well, i told you you Chase, shouldn't have put the last three Chase, weights in you idiot yeah. Chase Kaminsky, Chase Kaminsky got got the hell out of there. Oh, yeah, that's what he yeah. went, Where was he, the other and, guy in the video? Oh, he went he went and like apparently locked himself in his truck. Oh god. So my, my question is is did he kind of see this coming? Did Probably. He, like he, they oh, they yeah. held the they, they held their that fish number up. pop up and they were like they oh, held their yes. fish up for the pictures and the, uh, Jacob Runyon kind of stuck around and Chase Kaminsky was gone 
and you never off. see him again. You do not see him again in all those videos. He never comes back. So he's laying on his mom in the parking lot. <laughs> so I don't know that I've seen that one. I got to see that one. No, there's a, there's a, I saw the picture out there. I don't even know where I saw it, but there, yeah, he's definitely in the parking lot. Like, uh, I don't know if it's his mom or his wife, or I don't even know if it's a legit, I don't even know if it's a We don't know. We really right. don't. It might not even be him. Speculating. Yeah, right. Could just right. be a random person. Laying on his mom's lap. Wait a second. That's Ben Affleck standing outside of a club smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so when is when are we going to see Donnie so Swink at the Lake Arthur tournament? With a metal detector. Uh, Waving musky down. I don't care that much. If you want to shove some weights in a musky's gut, go for it. I don't care. Well, that's the thing we were saying. Like, other than, like, most tournaments I know of make you put the stickers on a bump board. So there's no other way to cheat. Like, how else, other than Photoshopping a picture, like, in the boat, how are you going to cheat? I do keep a window weight in my garage just because I found it. And that's what I've always been told was how they cheated on the musky weights. Yeah. I feel like as far as it, I know, shoving weights in their mouth isn't going to make them any longer. So I'm the not only, real worried. About I was them. I was thinking about that, and I know in the bass world we were talking about the, how they cheat, and there's a thing that they make like pens, and they'll they'll catch bass ahead of the tournament, and they'll hide these pens around yeah. the lake mm-hmm. and put bass in the pens. So other yes. than doing that in a like a musk, I don't I don't think that's like doable though. I don't know. I know I feel like you'd be able to spot a musky pen. I know we're joking around a lot, but I think it is important to just express that this is an extremely gross thing that these guys did. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And it's like, like it is so above and beyond what you would normally expect for somebody even to cheat. Like mm-hmm. you hear about somebody saying like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, these guys were trying really freaking <laughs> uh-huh. hard. <laughs> and these guys were like, they were like, Hey, we really got to do this up. I want to know the story on the pliers too. Did they like run out of weight? Yeah, I never. Did I never they... saw any. I saw an article mentioning pliers, but I never saw any photos of pliers. Well, I saw yeah. I saw weights coming out and fish fillets coming mm-hmm. out, which you put those two together. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if there's pliers. Like, <laughs> I know he pli- said he pliers just slipped in when we were putting the weights in. I know Donnie so are, said he doesn't care. But it's also important to throw this disclaimer that we are not condoning putting weights and muskies at the no. Arthur <laughs> tournament. Yes, please yes. don't send me any email. <laughs> I'm not about sticking weights in muskies' mouths. <laughs> we'll do any have good. a sense of humor, people. Well, if you notice, Donnie always has a gallon of water with him when he fishes. So mm-hmm. he has to weigh those fish. Yep. Hey, yeah. down there. If I ever get a record, <laughs> it's going to be another pound for sure. A gallon so, of water weighs eight pounds, guys. What he doesn't tell you about is the enema kit and the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> not until you get I on. wondered what that hose was. So you don't recover. You do not recover from something nah. like this. No like chance. you, yeah, Like toast. you, I mean, just look in the musky world. Like we're talking about that particular incident with the, with the record musky. That guy is never going to recover. And we're not going to mention names and we're not going to talk, you know, we're not going to do all that. But that person. Just the t- record holder. Yes. The t- record, is, you know, to, to, to not mince words like that dude. He will never be trusted again. And you see the fallout coming right now. And I don't want to read too much into the Muskie Hunter magazine 
announcement, which for our listeners, if you haven't heard, we're recording this on Wednesday, October 5th. And it was this morning of the news. Yeah, it was this morning that on Facebook, Muskie Hunter magazine, Greg Thomas and, and, uh, and Tony Grant made an announcement basically saying, and if you remember, Tony Grant came on our podcast back in June or July. Greg, 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 I'm sorry, Greg came on in july to make the announcement that they were making this switch from the from the printed magazine to the digital platform so in the matter of a couple of months we get a uh, a notification on facebook today that musky hunter magazine is now doing away with the uh musky hunter app now they are not doing away with the musky hunter magazine itself they are essentially doing away with the partnership that was created to in order to create the app. in order to make the the musky hunter app and i'm not one to you know uh, i'm just reading between the lines here guys but that has everything to do with the state the t- state musky record holder can we can we talk about this a little bit yes just just yes. the whole scenario because yes. we haven't Let's talk about it we we have been avoiding this for real quick reasons. ryan can we can we talk about you asking if we can talk about things because kayla told me that you have to stop asking questions you have to stop asking if you're allowed to ask a question no nah, it's, so y- it's yes, never gonna happen you're allowed to ask us whatever it's never want. gonna happen you can't change me i'm too old but i appreciate <laughs> kayla's feedback and input you can thank is she there with you no not tonight oh well next time you hey, see her hey thank kayla her for me. i have a question can you stay out of this <laughs> hey kayla hey kayla just can you kidding, teach kayla i'm just i'm just playing <laughs> i'm gonna be pissing everybody off tonight. <laughs> let's go so i want to talk about this because we haven't touched on this yet we've had internal discussions we've talked about breaching this topic but i think there is a certain element to this where you know we want to be i don't want to say professional because we're not you know i think respectful would be the the appropriate term right not only for us for our listeners and for people that are involved in these kind of sensitive things it's important for us to maybe get into certain topics at times it's important for us to sometimes stay away from certain topics so i think after thinking about it talking internally i think it would be good to kind of revisit that scenario and just talk through some of the you know the bits and the pieces of it to kind of what led to what we saw with musky hunter today if that's fair i think what the biggest takeaway for me is that you know i mean it's a shame that this has happened tony and greg are great guys and put together put a lot of work into that for i don't think they make much i don't think they've made anything and to do the switch and keep it going keep it alive after that crossroads these are two guys that are extremely passionate about the sport of musky fishing these are two guys that have been involved in the industry for longer than most of us and they show up everywhere you know like they take part in everything in the musky industry they come to musky max they come to all every pmtt yeah like they are they are kind of like the heart and soul of the industry so to speak Mm -hmm. Think well, about well, road we, rules. we are not yeah we are not part of the industry those guys are the the heart of the industry and to see their hard work something they take that they, advantage of yeah yeah 
And I mean, like I, I bring this up all the time about road rules, but these guys literally are traveling around the country, putting on all seminars off all off season, trying to help people learn about muskies and muskie fishing. And I, you know, like you see how much these events cost, you see how many guys show up. There's not a lot of support from what I've seen. We've had like one or two good years in Pittsburgh, but these guys are doing it for what I would consider the right reasons. And and I think when you talk to Greg, he always talks about that musky hunter, like that being a dream of his to be able to do that. And it's just really sad to see what happened today. The statement itself was really sad because it, it sounded like there's clear legal issues going on. You know, there's a clear difference in, uh, Morals and opinions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just kind of how they want to run the, run the business. And if you look at two guys like Greg and Tony that have been partners, so to speak, you know, they've been fishing together and they've been working together for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, what is the X factor that, you know, results in, in this breakup, it's this involvement of another person and this involvement of another person who, you know, consistently seems to. Shit on everything. He like t- everything he touches turns to shit. I don't know. The opposite <laughs> of King Midas. Yeah. So talk to me about for, just from what we, what we've read, you know, public, I guess I don't want to say just random post, but what we believe or what we've been hearing happened with the state record musky. Like we, this just popped up a couple months ago again. Like we were talking about this before we kind of got, I think somebody sent a, a link to our, our group chat and it was like, Oh, the state record was broken, you know, biggest musky in, t- which I, when I first looked at it, I'll admit like I thought it was a recent thing, but that's not the case. This happened a few years back. So what 2017, what do we believe or what have we been hearing, you know, is the case there? I can go from my perspective. I just, I don't well, know who wants to touch it. I can take uh, it. I mean, well, let's, let's first and foremost say that, you know, people on Facebook that even discuss this topic are getting cease and desist letters from some unnamed person. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you talk about it and if you discuss the potential, you know, you know, oh, someone said this or someone said that he this person wants to involve the legal system. And I'm a lawyer, for God's sake. I mean, like, but the the last thing I want to do is get people like me involved in something, (laughs) you know, Uh, so we're not going to like get into it in terms of the details because of the you know. Well, I mean, if you're going to talk about it, you just have to preface it by saying it's it's completely hearsay, and we we don't know what the actual. Yeah, right. it's I mean, none of us are involved. None of us, mm-hmm. none of us are involved. But what the the essentially the allegations are that this the guy who we're talking about we might as well say it. Uh, you know, basically that he's made a career off of a state record catch that he didn't catch. Allegedly. And- Nobody's ever seen Letter Kenny out there. Somebody, somebody else caught the fish that was fishing with him. That person did not have the the license, and so 
the, obviously they catch a 54 inch muskie with a you know a, a big pretty big fish and just claims it but then he allegedly again <laughs> allegedly claims it to have been caught on a different bait than it was actually caught on he claims it to be caught on on uh, uh I, I believe a booker glide raider I a glide raider glide raider which then piggybacks him into a sponsorship with uh, the because they, you know, and we've had Joe Booker on and Joe Booker was the greatest guest we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he has any, any knowledge of any of this stuff, but you know, somebody used his essentially said, I got, I caught a, I caught a state record muskie on a Booker bait. And therefore I'm going to, you know, pimp myself out in that, in that sense, you know, mm-hmm. use that as a, a tool to gain clients and and what brand wouldn't run with that? I mean, if someone comes to you Owen and says, Hey, I just caught the new PA state record on one of your spinner baits. Of course. Are you not going to load them up? Like they're absolutely. getting a package. Like I'm going to put it everywhere and I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to be my new, you know, you're, you're my new spokesperson, so to speak. But mm-hmm. uh, then again, I'm not as big as Joe Booker. Not like, quite. Yeah. It, Maybe it, one it, day. It, if somebody, if I was a, Keep you know, a giant, baits. if I was a giant company and someone came to me and I then gave them a hundred thousand dollar a year sponsorship to throw my baits, isn't that different? Mm-hmm. If I sure. give a contract, yeah. if if I give you a sponsorship, if if one of you guys caught a caught a a fifty five inch muskie on one of my baits and I said, look, you're now my guy. Next week, like. No, no, like if I said, look, for, for the next year, you're going to fish my baits. And, and because you caught that big fish, I'm going to pay you $100,000 for this year. Let's just say theoretically. And you, my, didn't, ca- and you didn't catch year. that 50 and you didn't catch that 55 inch fish on my bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I did catch a 38 this year and I'm still waiting for a check for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's even like, like more to be pissed about. Absolutely. If someone said to me, I caught, I caught, I caught this fish on, on your bait and therefore I want to be part of the team and you like take them on as part of the team and, you know, put, you know, cut them in on whatever. And we don't know what he's been cut in on. We don't know any of that stuff, but the whole idea of if somebody says they catch a bait on uh, catch a fish on X bait, that bait maker is going to rely on that. And it goes from there. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, allegedly, you know, this happens and and I, I I just I have to point this out too because Nick allegedly Nick, Nick dropped a bomb when we initially talked about this. What was the what was the quote? Does anybody remember the quote? It was like go catch a real a, a big fish. Yeah. Like, it's like I'd be more upset if it was a big fish. <laughs> yeah, something like, like that. So this fish for I guess is a good fish for but there are obviously much bigger fish out there like that that fish is is like a bycatch in the georgian bay yeah you know it is it's it's not even something to write home about the georgian bay so this happens this happens and this is a big controversial thing now where you see all these guys getting involved and posting all of this negative stuff and on this show we've we've kind of tried to preach you know, more, more so against that, right? Like we don't want to be the guys that are involved in all this negativity on Facebook and we don't want to be, you know, 
bashing people publicly and things like that. It's not our place. Our place is to come on here as very, you know, limited experience musky anglers, if you will, and just talk about the fish and the sport that we love. You know, just from the perspective of regular weekend warrior anglers. But when you see this stuff and you hear it constantly, you know, to me, it's it's a little intriguing because, number one, I always try to understand people. I always try to get, you know, I always try to get a feel for what people are like. You can do that fairly easily just by listening, you know, and we talk about this case with this individual and regardless of what happened, you know, it's controversial and there are many other things that have come to light or allegedly, allegedly. come to light. Allegedly <laughs> come to light that makes you wonder what type of person that human being is. Right. And that's a well, good point. Like you you can't have that many people with that many negative stories and there not be something to it, right? Mm. What's the I saying? Like, draw, I have to, my own even, alleged negative story, but I can keep that to myself, I guess. Well, to draw to draw parallels with the whole walleye thing. I mean, so the walleye guys cheat. They screw these other guys. They, I mean, I guess not now. It's been all amended, whatever. But they screw second place out of all this money. They screw him out of a boat, whatever. If you're this guy who allegedly fakes a record and gets in the good graces of like the musky god and works his way to the top of like the food chain and the musky world, you just like cheated Joe Schmo out of that. Like the guy yeah. who works hard, works his ass off, like loves musky fishing, makes video. Like you just cheated that guy. You might not have cashed a five hundred thousand dollar check, but you still cheated. Like. Right. Look at the little kids that are like, oh, that's what I need to, to buy. And they're out there trying to fish with uh, for their first uh-huh. musky or whatever. Been living a lie their whole ju- whole childhood. Like, <laughs> just like Kel and I. Just Kel like and I were told Kel. a lie all our, poor kids. All our, all our childhood. This is Yo, amazing. Eagle Hotel. What? That's yeah, a I whole had to work George Washington hotel. into yeah. this. Yeah. Another scandal we can get into. <laughs> here. No. Scandal's the perfect word, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total damn. George Washington never stayed at that damn Eagle Hotel. <laughs> yeah. So before we get off of this topic, I have to say something. And I'm probably opening myself up. Yes, this, you have with, permission with to ask us anything, Ryan. With this whole scenario that we're beating around the bush very heavily about. I have to admit that I have heard this individual on several podcasts and I personally feel that anything is possible when you have a personality such as the individual that we're talking about. So a lot of what you're hearing, even though it's alleged, I think it's easy for one to form opinions on things based on what you're hearing and you're seeing. We have one of the hunks have had a real life experience You know, I feel as though there's probably a lot more truth to what's going on out there than anybody realizes or everybody realizes. So it's sad and it's the whole thing kind of culminated in at least today with us losing something that to me was important, having Muskie Hunter app, you know, something that could have really progressed into something useful for us and something, you know, fun to be able to you know, to look at and, and read and, and see and be a part of during the week. So I was glad to see, I guess, in, in that release that all the uh, 
you know historical articles and stuff are accessible on the website still yeah you can still go to muskyhunter.com do yeah. not go to muskyhuntermagazine.com <laughs> because muskyhuntermagazine.com is owned by said said individual allegedly and if you allegedly. go to that website if you go to that website <laughs> it allegedly looks exactly like the musky the regular musky hunter looks awfully you know, similar it's it really is it's uncanny and if it's <laughs> Those types of coincidences I've found in throughout my life don't just happen. Um, you don't just you don't just happen to own a domain name called muskyhuntermagazine.com and copy all the same stuff from muskyhunter.com and it be totally above board. Which is a whole other iceberg because this has allegedly not been the first time this has happened. But mm -hmm. right. So again, you know the no, it's not stuffing eight pounds of weights into your walleye but it is certainly questionable when you when you think of you know i mean if it looks like type poop, of person if it smells like poop if it walks like a duck it's probably oh it's poop trust poop. me it's so poop. i'm not as connected with, the, with this whole right story up close you guys it's are poop. um but so this individual got involved with the muskie hunter guys because of obviously what he did in the state record and all this stuff. But uh, in, then this is what's falling apart. Like there's some kind of partnership that's just. Okay. So I think he was. To help. And again, obviously we're talking about speculation here and not. Right. Right. We're, not, we're really we just talking the, about we what, what we're kind of reading between the lines, but yeah. Nick, go ahead. I, my, we read the same thing. Everybody else read. We I don't have any insider info. He was involved with the musky hunter folks to create switching over to create an app. Right. To take the place of the magazine. When it was going to go from paper to digital, I don't think Tony and Greg have had, the and they expertise. don't, they don't have the tech expertise. And I think they saw him as having some tech expertise, which I think he has some limited tech expertise. And so they bring him in. And I think instead of paying him, they cut him in as a whatever profits as of, a partner, you know, in ad, some way, ad revenue or whatever. I got you. And, and then the whole thing just blew up. Yeah. And so essentially what I gather from the statement this morning from Muskie Hunter is that they are dissolving completely the Muskie Hunter app, like that whole digital platform that they created with is being dismantled. That does not mean that Muskie Hunter magazine is being dismantled. Apparently, you can still go to muskiehunter.com. Not muskyhuntermagazine.com, but muskyhunter.com. And that is where Tony and Greg are still posting things. But muskyhuntermagazine.com is the bootleg version of Musky Hunter owned by a bootleg dude with a bootleg record and <laughs> everything bootleg about him. Dude. That's awfully familiar from what happened to TRO recently too, right? Wasn't that imagine, imagine that. One Isn't could that think weird? it's awfully that's, suspicious. That's really weird how someone in the musky industry seems to have this capability of doing these things, and then it ends up happening to a good guy like Jeff from TRO. You know, boy, it seems a little fishy there. It does seem. It doesn't smell right. Uh -uh. Might be poop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It smells like a duck. Smells like a duck. <laughs> yeah. 
If nothing else, we're all getting some Adam Mail out of this one. I can oh, promise yeah, baby. you. Uh, I mean, this is, dude. Honestly, this isn't anything. Ne- we're not being no. negative. Like, no, honestly, this- it is what it is. Like, this is all just out there. This is stuff that is on Facebook. Mm. Like, these are letters that are like, this is nothing that we are disclosing. We're not breaking any news here at and all. It, everybody we're out there already one, knows. Every, everybody out there already knows how much I hate <laughs> and how much I can't stand his voice. And that's purely from listening to the podcast. I just don't particularly care for arrogant people that think they know everything about everything when they're complete jackasses on the back end. So imagine that. That's just how I feel. Oh, yeah. Now we're getting going. Let's do this. No, there's not a single person out there that doesn't know that I hate. Definitely isn't after this airs. (laughs) I don't think it's a crime to hate somebody based on the way they conduct themselves. All the no, other I stuff. Will say, I will say this. No, no, I will say this. Okay. I've made uh, for 20 years, I've been practicing law in a couple of different counties. And you know exactly when somebody gets a bad reputation. Like it doesn't take much, it takes one or two interactions with a judge or with a DA to get that, to give someone kind of a bad reputation. But I've always said, listen, like I got to kind of, I got to see it for myself. And God damn it, don't you know it? Every time like I want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, it turns out they like everything that someone described to me is is true. Like it turns out that like they were as big an asshole as 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 they were put out to be. So kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, that's all public public opinion does does matter. Regardless of what's true and what's what's false. I mean, it's it's all surrounding this. You, we could talk alleged, allegedly all we want tonight, but it doesn't change the fact that that is a storm cloud for him and he's going to have to deal with that. And he, I don't think he will ever, I don't, his reputation will never recoup after it, this. Especially, if it's true. Especially, especially no, I, I don't even think if, it, I don't even think the whole state record thing matters anymore. Yeah. This whole Just the way it was handled. Thing, Mm-hmm. This whole musky hunter thing, the way it was handled with him sending out cease and desist letters, like that whole thing just I think just put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths that like I said with these guys with the walleye cheating, there is nothing they can ever do to get mm-hmm. past that, to get back to normal fishing. And, and even if you were to like publicly come like say I start some rumor, Ryan Reed hates babies whatever ryan probably Reagan, true it probably, probably true. true how hard is it to make a like like the walleye tournament director to make a 10 second video hey everyone i i read what you've read this isn't true blah 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 like sorry or it, even if it is true hey everybody this is true i screwed up you know whatever just instead of well look at handling look, it in the dark in the shadows i guess I look at runyon okay lifeless reaction because he knew he was screwed What's the other reaction when you're screwed? You crawl into a hole, the darkest hole you can find, and you stay there. And you crawl. Yeah, you, you, I mean, dude, his reaction was as classic a, you know, as classic a guilty conscience as I've ever seen physically. Mm -hmm. Like his physical manifestation was, oh my God, am I like, his shoulders were slumped everything like about puke. him yeah it looked and, and he he couldn't look at anybody his eyes were down 
like everything about his mannerisms were, I just got totally busted. And I don't know how you even move on from that as a, as a man, as a human being, how do you even move forward from that? I, I don't know. I don't know. We got some killer freaking memes from the last week, though. I will oh say my that. Oh, God. It's great. That's a, I, just, I just feel bad for Paul's brother. You know, RuPaul's name is never drugged to the oh. <laughs> The only other thing wow. I'm going to say about all this is if, like, these dudes, the walleye, the walleye guys, like, I really hope they burn for this because none of us want to see this crap in, in any of our sports particularly fishing i mean nobody wants to see this and if all this other if all this other stuff you know surrounding is true which we're not saying it is we're not saying it isn't but if it is true i sincerely hope he burns for it because that's the one thing with the walleye thing like i don't know what like as far as like a game law enforcement i don't know if there's anything on the books that says you can't shove weights into your fish after you catch them (laughs) <laughs> but as far as the tournament thing goes, I feel like it's more a legal thing than a mm-hmm. like a conservation thing. Yeah. Is it enough these guys have to sell their boat and they're never going to be able to fish professionally again? I no, don't Absolutely. I don't They'll never the, fish professionally yeah. again. Well, yeah, 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 I think they, but, I mean, they're still, look, at the end of the day, if, you know, maybe they realize they're complete F-ups and made a huge mistake. And, you know, a lot of that stuff starts with, Hey, look, we tried it once with like two ounces and got away with it. And, you know, then, you know, it, it's Slip like another one in. Yeah, right. You start, you just start to see creep, right? So mm-hmm. you justified it to yourself in the past. Then <laughs> you start making up rationalizations. And the next thing you know, you're, you're stuffing eight pounds of weight and five fish. Um, <laughs> I've, I've represented, I've represented a number of people. Eight <laughs> pounds of Eight pounds of lead and five fish. Eight Kellen's eight. still amazed. Okay. At the so Kellen, yeah, look, Kellen, you, four you pounds might have slid. Lead ball is that? <laughs> those those look fish. like those look like either three quarter or a pound egg sinkers. Right. Those are wrecking balls. Okay. So I thought they were twelve. Who hasn't that, seen? That'd they be were three 12s. quarters oh, yeah, of a pound. Yeah. They, they were twelve. Five twelves. Yeah, three quarters of a pound. Now is yeah. that? Who so does anybody who know that? Oh, go, uh, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, is that standard tackle to have on a walleye boat? Do you know, Nick? Ooh, uh-uh. no? Not for, even for like any kind of anything. No. You uh, run maybe, really you weight. might run two ounces. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's crazy weight. Yeah. So yeah. those were brought specifically for stuffing some walleye, probably. Right. Like nobody. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay. I just wanted to ask for, that. Uh, for I've, used, lead. I've used like sixes, like uh dragging like crawler harnesses on the bottom but that's the heaviest I've that's ever. extreme yeah that's so in like is... that's in like 50 feet of water yeah. which they don't even have over there like you can't find <laughs> that water that deep did you guys so the see this analogy that i can i can draw to to like what i do is i've i've represented a number of people who have stolen a good amount of money from churches and businesses and whatnot and you wondered yourself, like, how can someone steal $1.25 million from a business? You know, like, Kellen, you own a business. Like, if if you found out that some, like... Oh, Donnie, Donnie. There are, no, I mean, I'm serious. Over here, like, there, are, there, are business, there are businesses that turn around and they're like, after uh, they do like a five-year audit. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, where is $250,000? And 
And it turns out that some secretary started writing, you know, a, a $500 check here and a, a yeah. and then it turned into a $2,000 check and it turns into they're writing, you know, these ridiculous checks and it's, and it gets to the point where you're like, it's like, how do you not think you're going to get like, how do you not think you're going to get busted doing right. that? Like, like, yes, you might yeah. get away with this little bit. You might get away with this little bit, but you cannot think you're going to get away with doing that you know it's like it's insane to me but it it's a it's a i i'm convinced it's a mental health issue that you know these people really think that they are not accountable and for whatever reason they think the rules do not apply to them and what gives them that well it starts out because you start lying to yourself right, right. i mean yeah i'm you sure make it started, up some false like anything else like you were talking about the person that steals Oh yeah, it starts out with something small, couple couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. It probably started out with, right. you know, hey, look, we snuck a couple ounces of lead in these fish. We finished second. You know, we didn't fit. And then you start rationalizing, right? Oh well, you know, hey, we didn't finish first. Nobody even questioned that. it. Yeah, yeah it's like, like that big a deal. Like we didn't, we didn't. You know, there's no, no one really got hurt here. You know what I mean? Like it's not that big a deal. And then it just it grows, right? So you get away from you, you keep getting away with it, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you. Look again. We you talk about the 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 look of just straight despair on the guy, because he knew that he had cheated, and he knew that was a look of I've been doing this for years. He had a guilty conscience. He knew how how bad he screwed up. You know, I mean, look. The fact is, there's probably redemption for the guy. He's never going to fish in another tournament, I wouldn't think. But maybe he gets back to just enjoying actually fishing. You Not know, getting you know, his tires cut at a boat ramp. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> that's a step the in the right ramp. direction. That mob was ready to grab pitchforks and burn the thing down. Oh, dude, I am so surprised. I am so surprised that somebody didn't physically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that, it's crazy to listen to the people. They were hot, man. And, and these you know, are the guys that you stole from. These are literally yeah. the guys yeah. that, for the last two years, you've been competing against. You've seen them spending the same amount of money in entry fees and gas money and being away their from their families, space, being away from their families. You know, all the all the commitment that people do this, the guy that finishes dead last still puts in the same, you know, amount of money. And I, I don't know, man, it just it boggles my mind. And mm -hmm. I don't feel bad for anything that happens to those guys. Well, I was you thinking, know, too, how, how big a balls do you have to have to fail the polygraph? Know that maybe they're watching, are watching you, you and then <laughs> stuff eight pounds of lead like Kellen said. Oh, even see, guys, a little bit. Maybe like, this is the time for us to finish. Lay low. And no yeah. one will care. But see, that's what you guys like, are talking about, though. Like Kellen mentioned creep. Like that's that's not just like the progression of the cheating. That's like. That's the that's, progression of the uh -huh. mentality that we have that's to the, do everything mm. to win because this is everything and that's the only thing we can focus on. Mm. Nothing else matters. That's We're going the to mental win health aspect. Mm -hmm. As soon as you like, start lying to yourself, you distort reality to the point where you feel yeah. justified in getting away with bigger and bigger things. That, that's yeah. what happens, right? I mean, oh. it's, it's you lie to yourself at first on something small and then your reality is distorted. And so right. now it's like, like, oh, that was well, so hey, bad. look, yeah, right. Oh, everybody's doing this or, you know, whatever the rationalization is to get to get away with it. You, you distort your reality to think that whatever it is, you, you make it up in your mind until, again, it all comes crashing down. Like, you know, it, <laughs> you, like you see, I mean, you see it on his face. I mean, uh, you know that he just it just all came crashing down on him right mm -hmm. then and there.
And oh, people that's... were standing right at like right next to him, like, what do you have to say, Jake? Oh, what do yeah. you have to say now, Jake? That's brutal. And silent. he just stands there just like talk it. Well, you brought up the steroids earlier, Owen. and I don't think that maybe I'm wrong. I don't think there's ever been a video of like Jeter shooting roids in his ass. <laughs> no. Like it's all been yeah, after I mean, like, the fact. Allegedly. It's, yeah, allegedly. it's all been allegedly. <laughs> yeah. This was not allegedly. This is like I said, unless they were magicians, this happened. We got weights in fish. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the takeaway here. Let's let's wrap this up and then we'll get on yes. to Canada. Yes. Six ounces of weight maximum. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You, 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 moderation is the key, folks. Yeah. One, one more two, thing. Two is maybe aim. Fish. Like, aim, yeah, you can't yeah. aim for second place. That way less suspicious. <laughs> I got a message um, today. I got a message today from one Brody Spear. Great Tom, guy. Awesome guy. Brody's a good dude. And this message was a picture of Jake Runyon standing in front of a rack full of dumbbells <laughs> and it says when your walleye career is over so you go shopping for some new tuna gear <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like speaks to the entire conversation of creep and the fact that new guy in town florida geese baby <laughs> exactly yeah yeah wow that was uh, a uh, that was a long hour of craziness yeah. there Nick, you want to kick this this part off? Yeah. Let's uh, talk about the Canada trip. Lake Nipissing, right. 2022. What was that? Our Labor list... Day weekend? No. Yep. La yeah. Memorial yeah. Day. Labor Day weekend. The, the, yeah. The, the week after Labor Day. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful week. Couldn't ask for better weather, really. The, yes. And that's kind of something that uh, that's a conversation I had with my wife. She was like, you know well how how is it up there and it's like well it's beautiful it's sucks it's like beautiful <laughs> it's it's sunny it's like i don't know if if i was just gonna sit outside it was to be wonderful yeah, but when great. it comes to musky fishing this is not what i wanted you know so nick you're right the weather was beautiful we got to yep. spend a, a week i mean we had a good time man like yeah. I, I i i cannot complain one bit yes i want to catch fish when i go away i know musky fishing is is you know it's it's a grind so to speak and you you got to grind it out oh, no. it's all about the grind no it's about grinding no hashtag embrace it it hurts it hurts to hear it <laughs> that's where i'd like to plug our newest sponsor grinder download the app add nick Joel is going to be upset with you boys. Wouldn't so when you're, when you're grinding, when you're grinding it out, too. you know, it's nice. It's nice to be with a buddy of yours that you can grind with. Right, you know? that's right. <laughs> oh, Makes wow. the week go faster. Honestly, man. So, so yeah, so we went to Lake Nipissing. We, Nick and I fished for a week. Uh, we fished for six days. Then Donnie and Kellen came up for three days what you got you guys got pretty much three days of fishing or th you fished the saturday too right no uh or no no, no, we we left no you guys no. No. Most of them we yeah we fished, we fished uh, wednesday afternoon all day wednesday, thursday, thursday friday, friday, yep. friday yep so for our listeners that haven't you know been listening all the way through lake nipissing is kind of my dream it's where i like to go it's kind of like my owen's my, great white buffalo 
Yes, it is. It is my everything to me. And I feel every time I go up there, I feel like I'm, I'm going to catch a giant fish. And every time I go up there, I feel like I'm going to, I'm, I know more about the lake and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be better than I was the last year. And therefore I'm sure to catch bigger fish and more fish and I'm going to just kill it. Well, needless to say that did not happen on this trip and uh, not for lack of effort. Nick and I, I mean, we fished like crazy from the day we got in, we got in on Saturday. What was that? Like September 3rd or something. Um, we got in on yeah. Saturday and we went out to fish on Saturday afternoon into the evening. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, good musky karma and saving boats. And what do, what do we, what do we find ourselves faced with on our first evening on Lake Nipissing in the West Bay, but two damsels in distress in a in a, a wooden cedar strip uh what kind boat. of boat did you say those are i forget what, what the hell is it called yeah. I, I anyway it, yeah so it, it's these classic cedar strip boats but their engine had clearly failed it was getting windy and they're getting blown all over the place and nick and they're i trying are trying like, to paddle into the wind into the wind island sounds yeah. a little familiar ryan reed huh right and so honestly and so nick and i very similarly like he and i are looking at each other like are they do they need help do we think they need help did you so wave at them like ryan did when i was oh yeah them? we waved at them they yeah. waved back <laughs> hi everybody we looked they're like fervently paddling we figured they would wave at us for wave oh, over oh. for assistance <laughs> so we decided to yeah. so we decided to go over and check on them and sure enough yes they certainly did need help and they were like yes please help us so we we end up towing them in and uh and into there there was a they have they were at this awesome island like a-frame house like on this yeah beautiful this, cottage oh dude just really cool little place but anyways so we dropped them off and so our evening of fishing was more or less shot at that point but we felt like we had provided ourselves a little bit of good musky mojo by saving you know saving some some damsels in distress. I've yeah. decided that there is no such thing when you're talking about towing other people. No. And I've decided <laughs> no. that you have to do it. It's your responsibility, but don't think you're going to get a musky no. or good musky karma because all you're mm. doing is wasting your time. All we got was a catfish. Right. Just cutting away at your time on the water. We learned that very quickly, but, uh, but yeah, man, we, after that, we fished hard. We fished hard. We fished hard for six days. I'm not ashamed of it. Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't even see much of anything. I mean, Nick, Nick hooked one. Uh, what was that? Maybe on our second day? No, it was I don't know. the end of the week from that. I think it was maybe the day before Kellen and Donnie got there. And then so kellen and donnie show up and i'm like all right this is totally gonna this is what's gonna turn things around called in the a team the the relievers are coming in we're gonna kill it like they're in the window blair and enter sandman they pulled in the driveway well so also listening to kellen because i'm sure we were jamming do you remember Mm. i know we were jamming on the way up and on the way we were i just don't remember the specifics (laughs) of what was on 
So also, I think it's worth noting that, Wait like, you know, Nick and I, for the first, really that first evening and then the next three days, Nick and I spent three Canvas. days, yes, exploring the lake like West Arm, West Bay, because Reagan not only had his boat, his cottages got hit by lightning, which fried the electronics in his boat. So he didn't get his boat back until Tuesday. But on top of that, his wife had to have her appendix removed at some point during the week, too. So he couldn't end, even end up guiding us until Thursday and Friday. Goldie. So, yeah, yeah. Goldie had her like, yeah. oh, yeah. So Goldie had to have her appendix removed and we had, you know, we got our, a crash course in the Canadian healthcare system that you are, while it is completely free, you are essentially put in a line. And when you, when you get to, when they get to you, they get to you. Like, you know, it's not like you can find your doctor and say, Hey, I'm going to go to see my doctor. You just kind of get put in a line. So Goldie gets her appendix removed reagan comes and fishes with us on thursday and friday and i guess what i was gonna say is that nick and i really had an opportunity to explore the lake more so than i've ever had uh myself because i've never been able to really you know the, the lake is so big we've never i've never been able to go much further than you know maybe a mile or two away from from camp but we made it out to, you know, we made it out to, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that's a secret, honestly. But the, but yeah, the weather, yeah, we'll take, we'll the take nice that weather was, you know, conducive to us being able to cover huge swaths of area. Huge swaths of area. Like I feel so much more comfortable in my knowledge of the, in it, in and of itself doesn't have anything to do with catching muskies or anything. Just being able to navigate a lake that size. See the weeds. and Oh, dude, just knowing, knowing how to get from where our cottage was to the main lake is like, you gotta, I mean, you gotta know where all the, all the, uh, the cones are, all the, the buoys. And it's not as easy as you think like, Oh, it would be simple. like, Oh yeah. You see buoys right in front of you. Like, Dude, Lake Nipissing, there are rocks that like come out of places that you did not really think rocks would come out of. Yeah. So that's like my major gripe is that is the worst set of markers that I've ever the seen. The worst. The worst. <laughs> it's just like, here's they a red one. Here's a green they, right. one. Like a they mile. They only give you one. Uh, they only give you one. So it's like you could, like, it's like doing a slalom with only one half of the, the slalom markers and yeah. skiing. So I don't know, man. I, I listen. I, I I'm I'm obviously going again next year. There's no doubt about it. I love this place. Like I love spending time with my buddy Reagan. You know, he and I had a great time. I think Nick and Reagan get along great. You know, I think you guys got along with Reagan. You know, I just enjoy being up there. That is kind of my place. I've I the drive doesn't bother me one bit. It's 10 hours, but it's it, it. And I think you guys kind of saw that, that it's not it's not some crazy drive. Like it's really you get on a couple once you get across the border and you get on the QEW. It's pretty simple. 
Yeah, I expected it. That was the first time I had ever been. I fished on the Great Lakes on the Canadian side of the Great Lakes, but I've never been into Canada to fish the inland waters, I guess, is if that's how you want to class. Like that far north? Yeah, and certainly not that far north. I didn't expect it to be. So I, I expected it to be more wilderness and, you know, crazy roads and stuff like that. But it was, I mean, it's mostly four lane highway all the way up. Yeah. Which I didn't expect, which, you know, was a, was, well, was that's, cool. that's kind of the, you know, modern day because as that, that whole four lane highway, as it goes up right where you turn off to Reagan's Reagan's place, like as of what Nick a year ago, that four lane highway, opened didn't go all the way up there yeah like it just keeps expanding significant sections in the last four years probably awesome yeah so it used to be like you know much more like driving route 19 up you know yeah right yeah with the occasional passing zone which you guys went through part of it that uh gas station i think we both stopped or you guys stopped at the shawanaga gas bar there that's like the there's a little stretch of the opposing traffic right there, but it used to be like that from pr- pretty much north of Barry all the way up. It was all like that, like opposing lanes. So I'd like to get our guest hunk here, uh, his kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for, summary or kind of opinion on the trip from the tracker boat perspective and, and what we did out there. I'd like to hear from uh, Kellen's perspective, how he yeah, so just kind of how, how he took the trip and, and was it what you expected for uh, and, and all of the above. Yeah. So let's, before we do that, let's back up and say that, you know, when, when Kellen and Donnie got up there, like we, Nick and I had already spent more or less four days fishing the West arm and the West Bay. We, we had made it out to the main lake and the, the middle West Bay a little bit based on the weather, but more or less we had fished in those areas. So when Donnie and Kellen got there, we were going to hop on the boat with Reagan and start going out to fish the main lake. And Donnie and Kellen were then going to fish more or less the West arm and West Bay, which are the two sections that were closer to our, to our camp. So, you know, you guys didn't go all, you guys went out to the main lake with us on the first day, but other than that, you guys focused mainly on West star, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, especially for, you know, the areas that we're used to fishing, whether it be the rivers or the, or the man-made reservoirs around here, it's a, it's a totally different experience. It's, it's really cool. Um, You know, just with all the exposed granite and all that stuff, just like you'd see in, you know, musky hunter or any of these other, uh, you know, musky shows that, you know, that go up and fish the, the shield, so to speak, but, um, just really cool experience. I know we, we had no luck. Well, I think our boat, we had, we lay, we got two pike, I think one, eight, what do we got one on a pounder, which was interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yep. and then what was the other one caught on? Is it a, a bobby? bobby bait? The yeah. Bobby. Bobby, yeah. Really it catches everything but muskies. I think yeah. I catch a number of pike, a few walleye on that thing. Walleye yeah. do like those things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- what was weird was the first day we got there before we rescued the damsels in distress. Literally, our first spot, second cast, a pike hits my raptor in the figure eight, and I'm yeah. like, 
oh man, this is gonna be it's on. It's on. It's yeah. these fish are moving. Yeah, it's on, baby. <laughs> High fives. We didn't, yeah. <laughs> we didn't see shit. Well, the second we day we were shit. out. Donnie's first cast has a follow. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. They gotta eat sometime because you guys had already been there for uh what yeah, four five, days. five four days, days or something. Yeah, I'm like they can they only turn on. I'm not even up out of my seat yet casting. And Donnie's like, oh, there's a fish. I'm like, oh, maybe we got something going here. And uh, that was the only fish we saw that day. I think. <laughs> um, you know, it was literally the the very first cast. Uh, you know, it fish came in and that was it. That was the only muskie I think we saw the whole time. I, I had one other follow. I don't know if it was a muskie or a pike, but. I do want to back that up right there because I do I want to just say like from my perspective and I know Kellen was on the same page like even driving up there you know not that we would want you guys to be struggling by any means because we want you guys to catch fish right but like there was this idea that like we're like it it almost gave us more hope that you weren't catching because, because of that, like exactly yeah, it. it's like, got no right. way it's got we're gonna yeah. go all week without without getting fish to move there's no way and i'm like it's so it has to be at least we're not getting there with the best days behind us right right like we got and and we had the and we had the full moon coming up the full right. moon was on friday so, so like, it was got, like you know kind of everything was setting up to the the end of the week being the more productive portion no how, bueno how did you guys I, i'm curious about you know, the mindset here, because I, I haven't done like a full week trip in a very long time. You know, I'm usually doing like one, two, three days top. So when you're you guys are on this trip, you know, a couple of rough days to start. What's the mentality like? Like, are you Owen, are you and Nick waking up like today's the day it's going to happen? Or were you like, man, this freaking sucks? Like, no, what? Um, what was the mindset? Kelly like, had to pull Donnie out of turn bed around. ankles. It's gotta <laughs> turn around. So when I got my 54, it was on the Friday of my trip. And I had my dad and I were incredibly frustrated, and I was just totally beside myself and end up getting a 54. When Nick and I went last year, we we struggled. I mean, we we really struggled, and then it was on the last two days that we got my 50 and your 46. So it was, that was the, that was in the last two days. So my thought process up there is not like, Oh, if I don't catch a fish in the first day or two, I'm done. Like I know that I can catch a fish on the last day that will completely change the entire trip. You know, like I am 100% my, of my mindset that I'm up there. Every single cast that I make could produce a fish that could change my life because the fish that changed my life back in 2017, I 100% wasn't expecting that, you know? So that's always my, my mindset. Does that change the frustration? No, it doesn't change the frustration that, you know, you're doing the right thing. You know, you're in good spots, you know, you're, you know, you know, you are doing everything that you can to catch fish and it's just not happening that is frustrating but no that, doubt i was also gonna say but that to me like i don't i've never gone on the full week musky trip like i go on my week-long salmon trip and like at the end i mean yeah it's nice to go home with like 50 fish pictures but like it, what bothers me more like you it sounds like you guys fished hard 
Like you were pretty relentless. What bothers me is going on a trip. Like we go on our salmon trip, and if we blow like three days going to restaurants or like oh, going no, no, out no, no, to no. a nice See, breakfast, no, no, no. or like if it rains no, no, no. No, two no, no, no. days, there's none like, of that. There's but no, that's what there's, I'm, zero. But that's, there's zero of that. But that's okay, what I mean. The, so I'm like, saying you guys we fish there, hard. That's a that's a good trip to me. I mean, yeah, you wanted to catch fish, but you can rest assured. Like, what could you have done differently? Like you fished I've your ass off. So Nick and I fish very well. We travel very well together, and we fish very well together in the sense that neither one of us is like 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 get up at 6 a.m. and like we got to get on the water. Like we're both realistic. Like okay, we're gonna fish all day. All right. Like we're here. Not only are we here for all day, we're here for all week. So like, let's be realistic. We pretty much were on the water by eight every morning. We would come back to the cottage at about one. We would eat lunch for an hour and we'd go back out at two and we would fish until a couple times we fished until like maybe five 30 we came in and ate dinner and then we went back out and fished for another hour and a half two hours into like after dark because you didn't want to be starving out there you don't want to fish like all day i find guys like they have this idea like you have to fish constantly and it's like if you don't pace yourself and if you don't like okay eat and if you don't hydrate and if you don't do these things like you're a you're not going to enjoy yourself and B, like you're not going to last the entire week right. doing it like that, you yeah, know? I mean, especially when you're out there for an entire week. I mean, it's yeah. one thing you're going for a day and you drive up to whatever, say. say right, and it's like, to I got to fish for every second. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm packing a lunch. I'm spending every second I'm going to have on the water. But you go away for a week to a lake. You, you can't there. You you, you can't sustain that. Right. Nobody. If you're not if you're not eating a good diet to cast right. all day, yeah. you're you're gonna have well, a bad yeah. Time. I mean, it's it gets particularly vital when you are casting when you're right. just, you know especially musky casting where it could just wear you wear you out. Yeah. But and I can tell you this: there's one thing that as I've as I've gotten into musky fishing, got more experienced. I guess I should say, I can tell you the one thing that helps me kind of stay in the game is just have a game plan, right? Whatever that is, like, okay, we've got three or four spots lined up. We're going to fish all day. Um, you know, so here's the game plan. We're going to go out in the morning. We're going to fish these two for the next three, four hours. We're going to hit these spots hard. Then we're going to come back. We're going to have some lunch. We're going to, even if, you know, even if you're just hanging out and relaxing for another hour, what you don't want to get into is this, well, I'm just going to grind it out. And then when you get to that, you know, evening, uh, you know, sunset period where that's the best time in most cases, that's the best time to be on the water. And you want to make sure that you're in the game at that point. And you're not paying only, attention. It only takes one fish or you're just so exhausted and frustrated. You're like, fuck right. it. And you just sit down <laughs> and you're not casting. And right. Then, I mean, and then you're out of it because then you're definitely not going to catch a fish. So just set, set up a game plan of this is exactly how we want to attack this day. And stay you know, in that mindset. Cause how often does that the game though? Right. Because then, you know, like, Oh man, I'm beat, but it's like, okay, I only got 30 more minutes of casting at this spot. And then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat my lunch in the boat, or we're going to head back. Maybe regroup, pick a and different that's plan. Where, that's where yeah. having realistic expectations with your fishing partner is important because if your fishing partner thinks that he needs to be on the water at the crack of dawn until 
the sun goes down and doesn't want to eat and doesn't want to do all these things. Like I feel like I was talking gonna... about me right now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about like just anybody <laughs> like, and I mean it when I say that Nick and I, I think we've, we kind of have a very good like fishing relationship in the sense that like we both don't need to eat a lot. Like we, neither one of us needs to, have some gigantic meal on the boat. Like you just have some snacks, have, have, have some drinks and we're going to fish all day. My so it's dad not would be... not approve of this. It's all <laughs> on seniors yes. out. He We've got, off. We've got just lost snacks. a subscriber. Owen. <laughs> we do. No, we like snacks. We like you our guys, boat snacks. You guys are so in tune. You know, exactly how much weight you need to put in your wall. We practically <laughs> finish each other's sen- we practically finish each other's sentences when we say you need 8 no 12 ounces. He of knows weight. when you got to add the pair of pliers or not. That's right. Or a little extra. You know what? You know, I hate there, these pliers. Shove them in. <laughs> there's another element to this too. I want to mention this because even though none of us on this call want to admit it, as we get older, it is more difficult to get up that next morning after you've been on a 14 hour bender casting oh, musculars. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, I do a pretty good job of staying positive no matter what. And you know, Donnie can probably attest to that. Like, cause look at the end of the day, you're musky fishing. So you know what you're signing up for. And, uh, and so you, you know, just to, you just have to stay in the game and, and convince yourself that it only takes one fish. All yep. you need is one fish and it could, you know, it could make the trip or make the day or whatever. And, that's what it was super nice. And it was a refreshing change of pace when you guys showed up to have, you know, other people there to share in the misery. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and honestly, to have other people to to try to do different things, like right. what maybe we're doing something wrong and maybe maybe you guys are going to show up and have something some different idea and it work. You know, it's yeah. like because whatever we were doing clearly wasn't working. Well, what you got to do is take your your walleye, weight him down with a pound and a half. <laughs> get him down bottom. further. Get him get, get him on the bottom. <laughs> that's where the big girls eat. I, I, I thought you were gonna give me the uh, whatever Cheech Marin's thing from uh, uh, Tin Cup. Take all your change out of your right pocket, put it in your left pocket. Take your hat off, put it on backwards. Shooting chili peppers up Lee Jensen's ass over there. <laughs> so, all right. So, let me ask you guys this. All right, so that was a hell of a drive to to drag the tracker up there and to fish a new body of water. Would you guys do it again if asked? You know, oh, like yeah. I mean, I'm good because I'm going up next year, and and you guys are welcome, and yeah. the, 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 it's an open invite because I'm going back no matter what. But the question is, is I don't want to like I feel like. I want to give this opportunity to people because I want them to experience the same thing that I've experienced. But when you go up there and you don't catch any fish, you're like, okay, this person isn't going to want to experience that again. Yeah. But it's, it's a matter of managing the expectation too, because you know where you're going, right? You're not going to St. Clair. You're not going to Chautauqua where it's going to be a big numbers lake. Like that's just not, it could be right. You could have a great day and run into four fish or whatever. It's not out of the question, but but you also know, hey, the law of averages says that you're going to get a couple fish maybe for the entire week, but you're going to have a, ch- a shot at a real, a real giant. And that's what you're signing up for, you know, which is why, you know, I throw big baits. And, you know, when you're on that stuff, because, you know, that's that's your best chance, at least in my mind. You know, that's what I've convinced myself. If I miss two thirty fives, but I get a shot at a 50. Well, OK, I'll sign up for that any day, all day. 
You See, know? this year I went with the tactic of switching back and forth between the big baits and something with low fatigue. And that's why I really like that glitch. Because, I mean, I could throw that all day. Well, see, you're that, almost like recouping. That's, well, that's kind of I like. where I, I look at the Raptor kind of as yeah. my yeah. recoup yeah. bait. Because when I'm yanking bucktails, you know, yeah. when I'm yanking bucktails, man, that thing, it, you get worn out. But then all of a sudden you throw a couple Raptors and you just got to jerk them. Hey. Yeah. But that throwing, throwing double tens all day, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, the double tens and the pounders, they're going to wear you out. But again, yeah. it's its about having a game plan, right? Right. So, like, the other thing is, too, like, so you don't get caught up in the constantly switching baits. Because I started out like that way. Because especially when you're a new body of water, you have no idea and you feel like you're just guessing. And so, like, you know, you just got to talk to yourself and just say, hey, look, we're going to hit this spot. We're going to do this entire drift. I am not changing the bait the entire time. Right. This is the bait I'm using. Right. No. So let's say Hold that. On, let's say get, that for our I've listeners. I've been trying to too. get something out here. Hold Go on. Go ahead, Donnie. Right here. I want to because I'm going to back us up, and this is a good time for me to bring it back around. Because we, you guys were talking about how well you and Owen, Owen and and Nick, you guys fish together, and then we were talking about staying positive, and and how Kellen does a really good job at that. And I'm not going to lie, I I can get discouraged at times, and I've let it. I've let myself get get down and get get out of it once or twice on the boat. And having Kellen on the boat, and you know, he does do a good job of keeping positive and keeping me in the game more than once. And where it, it has turned into me catching a fish. And I say all that just to say I, I'd like. I think it's important to talk about you know who you're fishing with and having Absolutely. a good fishing partner out there, especially on a trip like this. Absolutely. Because it really is a huge part of it to be able to be out there with somebody that, you know, you you have to be you got to kind of keep each other going at times because everybody's going to get there's going to remember Nick and I not only not only that Nick and I are fishing on a rental boat. You know, right. so like we're not even comfortable and not even so comfortable like we're on Bumping one of our knees. boats. Yeah, you, you had know, that like, two by four kicker right. plate on there. That's right. And even to the point like Kellen. You don't be telling people about that, Kellen. That's top secret. A good fishing partner will, you know, you get one that's like an ex-pit football player who's a big, strong guy who's going to be the one to throw the pounders. Strong like bull. You throw the raptors, and and then you only have to throw pounders when they're eating pounders. (laughs) (laughs) Kellen, I I like how you were saying – go into it with like a strategy like a game plan like you're thinking but like how and then i like too how you were saying you keep each other in the game because how often do you so you wake up you get to the launch ramp you have this great plan you're thinking good you're you're fishing good and then by noon your head gets out of the game and you're like well i'll just like nothing has worked yeah you're like i'll use whatever you're going through the motions like it's so important to have someone that keeps you like thinking like keep thinking if you're doing something wrong do something else like yeah and and just Again, it's a matter of you just got to you have to find a way to stick with it. And so, mm-hmm. again, it's and sometimes it's just breaking it down into smaller pieces. Like, don't start thinking about, oh, shit, it's one o'clock. I'm not going to make it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm already beat and the sun's kicking my ass and we haven't seen a fish all day. Um, you go like around any corner out there, you're going to see a squatch. That's true, yep. too. So you got to find other things to keep you interested. But it's also a matter of just breaking it down into smaller pieces like, hey, all I got to do is that we're gonna, I'm going to cast this bait for another half hour on this spot. And then we're going to stop and we're going to figure out what the next game plan is. And then maybe 
you know, and maybe it's just a matter of, hey, I like that drift. I know we didn't see anything. Let's go back through there. I'm going to change the bait and I'm going to throw that the entire drift. Let and me say that, that if there's, they, you know, we've been, you know, even there's two hours have passed or whatever. If there's yeah, one part- thing that I would do different, and that was that Nick and I, Nick and I kind of had this talk about majors and minors where like we're on the water all day. You know, we didn't necessarily focus on the majors and minors where I think we probably maybe should have a little bit more. Maybe that would have given us. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just probably kind of not. probably know. not. There was like, Donnie and Kellen. Did you did you guys fish really early? Like, did you get up at the ass crack of dawn or were you on the. No, we did not. Oh. I've done that, you know, and there are times where that's beneficial, but it's all. So there's two things at play here, right? I, I can go out and go sun up to sundown, grind it out nonstop. But I, but I mean, I don't just musky fish for a living. I have, a, I have mm-hmm. other things I have to do, you know, being a father and a husband and, and running a business. So I can do that. I can find a way to gut it out, but then my ass is kicked for other things that are quite right. frankly mm-hmm. important. You got to pace yourself. Yeah. And, and the other thing is too, like, even when I do that, when it's like, Hey, we're going to be up, we're going to be on the water at, you know, we'll be fishing by five, 5 AM. Generally when you do that is okay, then we're just going to break it up into two separate periods. Right. So mm-hmm. we're going to go, we're going to fish from, you know, we'll be on the water and fishing by 5 AM. We're going to get off the water at 11 and then we're not going to do anything until four o'clock. So, you know, that might even mean go home and take a nap, you mm-hmm. know, get back out in the water four o'clock and then you're ready to fish until you know until until nightfall but i feel like to justify doing something that like that i'd want to have either somebody tell me that they were doing well at night right. or i mean i'm not just gonna wing wing that off of nothing yeah and nick I mean, wants the insider info his ass ain't getting out of bed <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying there's no <laughs> There's no I mean, justification I, to it without. Right. I think you look at the the very successful musky fishermen like that are putting big muskies in the boat. It's not based on early morning or evening. Yeah, no. those are great times. But if nothing like, else is working, it could be a good place to look. Certainly. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm I don't know. Like they I, they you're guessing. Yes. Yes. They eat when when they want to. And it might be during a major it might not be yep and that's what like when we went out to the main lake that day i mean we got a hit i don't think that was a i think that was like a a zero percent day and it just was we were trolling structure there there's certainly i mean there's certainly lakes and there's certainly places where you can actually use that stuff to actually predict but, but I also think sometimes, too, it gets into uh, – it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. You're out there fishing and you catch a f- big fish and it's like, oh, well, that was uh, within 30 minutes of moonset. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. It was also the or the other I, way. I you, fished yeah. the structure that that fish was sitting on. Or yeah. you yeah. see a moonset or moonrise coming up and everybody's fucking pedal to the metal, rods right. fly, right. like everybody's fishing yeah. as hard as they can for that right. moon event. And, yeah, and it, it there's usually out. only like 12 hours of daylight in a given day, and, and like four hours of that is wrapped around majors and minors. So, yeah. and, and you also have people that are still saying well, it was right on the edge of the minors. So you're even outside of that, right. that four hour window. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I do think when it comes, not that I don't think that there's an element of truth to the majors and minors and all that. I think anybody that puts enough time in musky fishing, there's something to it, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, look, this gets into the conversation of, would you rather know where the fish are at or when they're going to bite musky fishing? When are they going to bite? Cause I can save myself hours and hours and hours of fishing. Cause I know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you tell me when they're going to eat, you know, just let me know. I'll, we'll get them, you know, and we can spend 20 minutes and we'll, they'll go, they'll eat and we'll be done for the day. And that'd be great. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, it, it takes at least is, five minutes to shove that weight in there though. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard we to get them to stay that. still. I use the bogus cause it opens their jaw up and then that's how <laughs> double bogus. <laughs> hey. We're nobody's allowed to dig on bogus. Uh, I'm the boga the master. Referee pulled a flag all year. I'm throwing a flag on the bogus. Uh, I'm all about the, I'm all about the bogus on your bogus all season. <laughs> my my only critique of the bogus is that you need the the big styrofoam float because I lost. My... Yeah. yeah. Would you say swink? I said, I've been throwing flags on your bogus all season. I'm waiting for you to get sponsored by a few more Ohio. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I'm getting sponsored. Ohio companies going to be getting Ryan on their pro staff. That's <laughs> my dream sponsor right there is Boga Grips. That's how you know you're in Ohio. Are you trolling from a pontoon and using bogus? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I did that this year, too. <laughs> <laughs> He earned his inaugural Ohioan card. <laughs> last, the last video I uploaded to YouTube: three muskies off a pontoon. We were stuffing our faces. <laughs> in the hall. That was the PB, Bogus. wasn't it? Nah, no, oh, that no. wasn't. Well, no, speaking that... of, speaking of boats, as we approach the two-hour mark, Owen, are we allowed? Can we talk about uh, the oh, unfortunate wait. events surrounding <laughs> the, one of the your gym boat fleet? sinking again? Uh-huh. Jeez, a man! I can't catch a break with this fucking boat, man. Like at all, <laughs> that was uh, uncharacteristic. I think we got like six inches of rain. Well, in, like, okay, so I didn't like know that. about that. I had no idea that, that I wasn't here. up there got because we didn't get hit with that down here. Apparently, the Erie, Canada Lake, Union City area got hit with like six, seven inches of rain in a two day period. And my boat doesn't have a cover on it. So because I've just never I've I have a cheap cover and it's never worked and yada yada yada. The fucking boat sank. <laughs> like I mean it 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 got so much rain that it sank. And to the point like where my dad had to like have it's it. completely under. It's not a oh, it it's not listing under. or halfway Can under. We, the picture you sent us, under. it was on the bottom. Can we please oh, yeah, post that under. picture on yes. the Hunt's yeah. Instagram? That can be, that can be part of that can be part of the uh you know the 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 flyer for this episode. Big I'd and this is after I huge... spent the entire summer trying to rewire the damn Yeah, thing. the Tarova on it. Yep. The huge win is that the nature of your dock is so shallow that yep. It didn't really sink. So I right. said you would have been calling the dive team out at a normal dock, but this dock happens to be in less than a foot of water. So, well, let me say this: I've always, I've actually, this may be the impetus to do something that I've always wanted to do, and that is kind of create a a lift, so to speak, like a pulley that would pull ooh, my one boat of those bougie out. docks with the yes, ooh, oh, like kind of, that, that would that would just pull my boat out enough 
to to keep it out of the water to and, to let, and then yep, to and then you go one above that you build the little garage around it and well you get that's real bougie the second thing it. no that's the second thing like if you really wanted to because the whole idea is making it like a lift because this goes back to reagan's place up in his old lodge at mashkinange he had a lift where he would pull his boat in and he would step off onto the dock. He'd hit a little button and it would raise the boat out of the water. So it's totally out of the water, totally covered by a tarp. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And it doesn't and, bash off the dock that way. Right. And, and so I'm thinking to myself at the Dota, my property, I could pro I could do like a little sled system, like a little, um, Tra uh, like a, a track system. That thing is so light, you could probably, you and Big Rich well, it, could probably dude, drag it out like a no, canoe, all, like he does you with can, the canoe. You can almost, you can yeah. almost, but with the engine on the back, it sits yeah. so low, you can't do it with the, with the, you know, with the outboard on the back. But if you could get it up on rails, like it's on a, like, like a boat trailer, like those two little yeah. carpeted. They make, uh, they rails. make floating like berths things, like a jet ski can just slide mm -hmm. up on. I've that looked into it. those. I've seen one for a bass boat in Deep Creek. I know they make them for like actual boat boats. Oh, really? Yep. I've seen. I, I was fishing. I've caught a lot of fish off a dock that had one in Deep Creek. Because I've seen them for jet skis, like Nick was saying. It was saying I've never seen them for like sixteen foot. Yep. This guy's boat was like a serious boat, like like babe, probably like eighteen footer, maybe bigger, and it was up on one of those. The other like thing the you can do ruler kind of says caught a lot of fish. He's referring to bluegill people. Pickerel. Pickerel and pike. Pickerel. Yeah, nothing Not fun. Nothing great. Oh, dude, nothing that you care about. Pickerel two weeks ago at Deep Creek. Don't talk Did about you? it. Don't you'll get mad. He'll throw a flag. Deep <laughs> Creek. Yeah. No Deep Creek talk. But uh, you could get like just like one of those carport, like tarp carports. Oh, and then mm. put it right over your Harbor freight. Dock, if, if, I can, if I can get a place to like okay so if and i'll show you guys on hunks weekend down by the lake like but we have this kind of like the swing down there and we got rid of that swing i can really have like a yeah. flat kind of a pulley system and really all you need is like a, a come along you know some type of a, a boat a winch. Win, a yeah, winch you can winch up with a boat winch yep and just pull my boat out at the end of the day let it drain and essentially, I wouldn't even need a cover because my boat is just a That's boat. That's so much better like, for it's the boat, just like, too. There's nothing to it, you know? There's absolutely nothing to my boat other than carpet and electronics. Owen just said, my boat's like a boat. <laughs> it's a boat. It's a boat. berries taste like schnozberries. My boat's boat. like a boat, too. Boats and hoes. <laughs> so what's the plan then with the is, is the plan to resurrect the gym or just oh, scrap yeah. oh, it yeah. and get a new no, one no, no, no. for for right now everything is i think the gym's fine actually my Rated dad said on a ranger my dad said it started <laughs> the bilge ran so I, dude again i feel i would feel so guilty buying a ranger oh. or something and putting it on canadota lake mm -hmm. <laughs> Like and floating it on Canada Lake like all year round. Well, you know, with a little with a little like, nine nine on the back. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, how much bigger is Connie than Canandota? 
it's got to be at least three five times. Five or six times. Say, yeah, three. At least well, three times, if not five or six times. Well, then you're fine like, with one Katie Ranger on the Dota because they run about six Rangers on Conneaut in the summer. You know, it's not even it's not even the I mean, a nine nine nines push pontoon boats around on Canadota. So the nine nine will push up an 18 foot Ranger, you know, but it won't be, <laughs> it ain't going to be any fun. Just get like a 250 and put nine nine stickers on it. No, there one you go. I got an no one, will, no one, will, see it. No one will notice. Pro nine nine. Plausible deniability. I'll throw a couple of 12 inch sinkers in there too. If anybody asks, you just say that's allegedly a 250. Uh, <laughs> allegedly 250. Yep. Guy Cut it open and find <laughs> out. <laughs> well, well, boys, this has been a this has been a good one. I've enjoyed this one. We're we're coming up on two hours here. Do we want to. What else do we want to cover here? We want to do uh, PB to talk about. Hunks weekend. Yeah, Ryan had a PB. Away. We've got Hunks week. Oh. Hunks weekend coming up. We got Donnie did the uh, the Lake Arthur tournament. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here. Don Senior. Don Senior snack to fifty. Uh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don Senior. Yeah. Yeah. Summarize dropping elbows pretty quickly and get right into that. <laughs> let's hear about Don Senior's day. Yeah, let's All do right. that. Kellen, what you want to uh, you want to tell it from your perspective? I'm yeah, on so, here all the time. Yeah, so uh, I mean, as you guys know, Donnie has tremendous success at Lake Chautauqua. <laughs> tremendous. He loves it. Loves <laughs> it. He speaks uh-huh. so highly of it. So, yeah. So he's <laughs> yes. a, he's a glutton. He's a glutton for punishment. So. Uh, he uh, said after that outing that Lake uh, Chautauqua is his favorite lake. Oh, yeah, now it is. We're moving the yeah. camper up to Chautauqua next year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you guys have ever met Don Sr., he's quite a character. Um, <laughs> he doesn't fish all that often. But um, anyway, he was on – we went out with uh, with Vance at Muddy Creek. Who He's he's really on to him. So if, if someone wants to catch fish, I'd recommend going with him, um, especially right now. Anyway – uh, so we went up because, like I said, Donnie's a glutton for punishment. Uh, was it last Thursday? Um, did a day day trolling with him, and uh, so was it was it set up to be a day trolling, or was it kind of based on the conditions? Like, oh, now's the day to troll. You know what I mean? Like, did you guys pick yeah. it? Like, I want to cast or so or I to do what's going to be I, successful. When I talked to Vance, because I I fished with Vance one other time, and the last time we casted all day, uh, that was last year. But when I talked to Vance about doing this trip i originally it you know i wanted to do it as kind of a birthday gift to my dad i wanted my dad to come uh you know i invited kellen along too but i wanted you know so i booked it and i told him my dad can't cast all day and just that's just not realistic at least not uh in a manner that we're going to be able to you know that i feel confident that we're really going to be putting ourselves in a position to catch fish you know what i mean and it's just, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard for me to cast all day anymore. I'm not going to lie. But uh, so I told Vance I wanted to troll. I just wanted us to come up. I wanted a shot at a big fish. That's all I wanted to do. And I, I wanted my dad to have a shot at a big fish, rather. And uh, he kind of told me when to book a trip. And I did. And we went. And uh, then I guess I'll kick it back over to Kellen. There, but yeah, that's so- kind of... 
So we drove up and I'd say, oh man, it was within the first, the first hour, maybe two yeah, hours. It was probably just a little over an hour. Yeah. yeah. The, the rod, I mean, the rod exploded. Um, and uh, it was Don, Don Sr. was up first. And so. Uh, now did Don Sr. jump up or did he have to be coaxed up for this? No, he, you know, Don Sr. did mention that he could actually hear the clickers on these. Yeah. Wheels, so, <laughs> so we had that yeah. going for us because he, he tends to not hear the clickers at all. And you can even tell him fish, fish, fish. And then he just looks around puzzled, like which rod is actually going on. <laughs> Usually, usually he responds with where. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's a big fish fisherman. Yeah. Uh-huh. He needs that loud. He needs that drag he's, screaming. If they don't scream, the he just drags them till they fall off. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> he's definitely one of those guys, though. He just happens to be very fortunate because when, when, when it is us three in particular, he always seems to get a fish, you know. So And he'll tell you about it, too, which is always, always awesome, you know. <laughs> He'll tell you he's, you know, <laughs> a world-class musky angler, and he just doesn't put the time in type of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was – so there is a good story behind it. So uh, there was an issue with the, with the, with the bump, and it was – the screw had pulled out of the bump or the, there was a – where the, where the uh, hinge is at on his bump. So when we first measured the fish, it only measured 49 and a quarter. And I was like, wait a second, the bump is actually pulled up. It was pulling apart. And so um, we remeasured it and it measured 49 and three quarters. And I was like, well, shit. And then I, uh-huh. this then, sounds like one of those bump boards, right? Yeah. I was talking about <laughs> earlier, those folded ones. Then the- I shortened the bump and we got it to 50. <laughs> uh, so, Don C- so Don Sr. cut the muskie in half. So this is legitimately what happened. So there was a screw. It, the back of the hinge had broke somehow. And so it, it like pulled apart. And so when we first measured, it was 40, 49 and a quarter. And then I was like, hold on, the bumps messed up. So I pushed it together and it measured 49 and three quarters. But what happened was there was a little groove the screw was at and the screw wasn't in the groove. And then when it, when it hit the groove, we, we gave it 50. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, look, we couldn't get enough lead down his belly to get him to 50 pounds. Don Sr. Don Sr. gets the benefit of the doubt. Don Sr. forgot the photo bump board, the one that goes from 40 to 50. Yeah, Don, Skips. He, he weighed him. He weighed him with the bogus, though. So it was it was a good fish. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, so that was the that was how we started the day was with that. I mean, it was it was one of those things. It was it was a, a beautiful fish, just an absolute pig. That was um, first thing in the morning. Yeah, it was. I mean, we started probably about uh we we got up there later it was later in the morning so that fish was probably caught around 11 11 o'clock i'd say right um you said that fish was like oh oh far back that was like a a long line trolling fish yeah yes senior did his best to, to to shake him off before we got there but yeah so we catch that one that's the first fish we catch then uh what then was me right then we showed yep. up what a it's probably about a uh, probably about 34 35 now did, how did you guys decide like when you guys are out trolling you got four of you on the boat how many lines are you running six when it's me and donnie no 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 if it's you don senior vance six the yeah, four of you just, 
we just went went in order. So first first fish was senior, then it was me, okay. then Bonnie. So like I was you know senior caught the fifty, and then uh, I caught like a thirty four maybe thirty five. We didn't we didn't bump it. We don't get into bumping subs. <laughs> but um but then uh then donnie shook two off yep and so, true in true yeah. should talk with donnie fashion i was up to bat it was one of those things two. where he, he picked up it was his turn and we he missed two back to back and i was like son of a bitch he he really is cursed on this lake <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then uh and then he the next one was a good fish it was what probably a uh, mid mid low 40s fish yeah i think it was like 44 like yeah i didn't so. bump it but i i, I guess it'd be 43 to 44 yeah how many, how many sinkers do you think you could have fit in it oh i could have fit a whole hell of a lot of sinkers in it that's for <laughs> so sure kellen said no bumping subs and then donnie doesn't bump a sub after donnie <laughs> He doesn't, even, he doesn't bump. No, I only fish. bump subs. That That's what I'm over 40. I don't oh, give a okay. shit about that right. fish. I guess I that makes sense. 40, I, I got know. really confused there for a second. That makes more sense to me. Thank you yep. for clarifying. 30 and under. That's what I'm measuring. Yeah. If they're minus 30, well, they're definitely going on the bump. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Donnie took, shook two off, then caught a 44. And then senior caught his next fish was probably, a, you know, high 30s low 40s something like that and then uh yeah. and then i and then i caught a really nice fish probably yeah. what did that fish measure i don't even remember well we gotta go we gotta back up and say how how disappointed don senior was on his next one the 43s wimpy fight compared to the 50s <laughs> And I thought that thing got off halfway back. <laughs> I'm leaving a bad re- review on that. On you. Yeah. That fish was a little you. bitch. <laughs> First fish was okay. Second one sucked. I was going to say, did you and uh, Donnie, you and Kellen leave Vance a bad review now, saying that Don Sr. caught his 50 and the other two guys didn't? No, I, I told him we'd give him a three-star. Yeah, that's fair. Only caught five fish. Yeah. Very disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fishing October. Totally unfair. <laughs> yeah. Totally unfair. Only one guy got a fifty. Yeah, yeah. So I expected more. Very. <laughs> that fish was just an awesome fish, though, and it was a really, really cool uh, experience. And I mean, it, I, you know, again, shout out Vance Muddy Creek. Uh, you know, I I asked him for. I, I told him what I wanted to do and he delivered and then some, you know, I, I flat out told him I want a shot at one big fish for my dad and I booked a trip and we got it. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, we were, I mean, we were on them all day. Yeah. It wasn't even like we had a window where we caught, you know, four and then got like a bonus fish later in the day. It was like every, you know, hour, hour and a half, we were getting a rip. So what if, Fast forward to Muskie Max 2023, and Don Sr. is on a new Muddy Creek uh, Fishing Guides banner. <laughs> holding that big fish up. Oh, he, he 
he will be for sure. But then let's take this a step further. Say Dawn Senior becomes the poster boy for uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Are we going to start uncovering things about Dawn from Dawn Senior's Uh, past? (laughs) Where we're going to have to cancel? He's going to use this fish to climb the musky industry. That's what I'm thinking. I'm seeing it already. A few months from now, he's going to be the new partner with Greg and. I can't yeah. wait to see him <laughs> developing apps. New app. this is gonna be You're going to see Dawn Senior at the bottom of muskyhunter.com. <laughs> uh, you know, the only thing he has going against him is he didn't get a good picture of it because he lacks musky holding experience. Uh, right. so he just it didn't the picture doesn't do the fish justice. It was a it was an it was an unbelievable fish. Unbelievable. Like a big fish to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, but I think it was it was actually bigger than the not that it was a bad picture, yeah. but I think it, it could have been you know. Do you think you didn't get a good one of like the fi- the fish yeah. being jumbled and like? Mid-air. Well, we were trying to hide the lead, so uh, yeah, yeah. Does this fish per- essentially propel Don Senior's, I guess, ability to get the Blackstone? Sponsorship. <laughs> I have any, needs an is there any first. tie in there? I, I think it could be Blackstone. Per, Dude, we need, we need to get him like one of those like sponsor fishing t shirts or like the ones that all those dudes wear at tournaments and just literally the only logo that needs to be on there. Blackstone. That's Blackstone. It. And Mac.bit. Yeah. yeah. So if Dawn Sr. comes into the well, Instagram game. Black- and his first picture is a 50. <laughs> He's going right to the top of the musky world. That's game over. Right. Kellen, here's one for yeah. you. I literally, I bought a Blackstone. I was telling my brother and my sister-in-law this, and I took my Blackstone over, and, and they, we cooked on it the one day. And my brother-in-law immediately pulled up his phone, and he looks at me, and he goes, "There are, there's Blackstones on Mac. <laughs> and I was like, yes, there is. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. You can it's also coming. get your Mac gear on Mac, and then you could be part of the pro staff as well. You're right. <laughs> can you really? Can I get a hat? Can you yeah, buy you hats? Can, yeah, yeah. If you were hat. pro staff, you'd get them for free. Well, but, I don't need. Yeah. I don't need to be pro. I just want. I'll, I'll, I'll trade a big O's hoodie. I'll trade a big O's hoodie for a Mac dot bid hoodie I for sure. I, I can make that happen. I can make that. Happen. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. I caught the PA state record on a lure I bought on Mac discount. Kellen, will you sponsor me? A hundred thousand dollars a year. You got it. What he meant was I, I my actually, people call your people. I actually caught that fish. I just didn't have my license. Yeah. I stole it off Ryan. Yeah. All right, boys. Are we ready to wrap this one up? I don't know. No, I'm ready. If, ever, if everyone says no, we'll keep going. I, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm ready, but I also I'm ready. Right. We still have our PB. No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it. For I got, another I got a good story. I'm, I'm going to St. Clair uh, in fishing with Spencer's. My brother coaches football at Michigan. So I'm going to the Penn state game, which is uh, not this week, but next week. And so yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, sent uh spencer's angling adventures spencer berman's uh charter company a message and he said he said yes send me your email i'll send you all the information for the deposit and all that stuff and he sends me uh he sends me the uh <laughs> the link here's everything you need to know and uh i'll just read this this to you guys you guys might get a kick out of it as i did <clears throat> it says <laughs> this is it's it's a whole paragraph it says although we provide all tackle for our trips 
<laughs> and you're allowed to bring your own rods. We strongly prefer that you do not use Power Pro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to, although Power Pro is very popular, it's to- far too brittle to handle the impact of casting big rubber. And I was like, geez, he just pounded. Like, wow. he really crushed Power Pro. <laughs> it's in a whole paragraph writing, like, what to bring. It's, it's like, like the opposite of an endorsement. The exact yeah, wow. opposite. Yeah. I hear that a lot, though. People yeah. talk about it, man. It seems like it's just junk. Well, I did cast. I casted three baits off up at. Uh, I've never had that happen, but I. I, cast I casted two baits. off. Yeah. Uh, I, it's something that hasn't happened to me since I quit using Power Pro. There you yeah, go. So that's so I read through that, and then they recommend, according to Berman, they they recommend Cortland. Yeah. So I just bought a bunch of Cortland. A lot of guys are re- recommending that barbarian. Yeah, if we want to make this a line discussion, too. you guys know what I'm. What I love, the Hercules. Hercules, baby. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. It's like five dollars for enough to go from here to California. Then that yeah. shit, I cannot get. I mean, you get snagged with that stuff, and you better figure something out because you're not breaking it like you're gonna break everything else before that line so what is it like some chinese stuff yeah, yeah well it's made in the usa allegedly. but it's very allegedly but it's <laughs> yeah but it's got a very foreign look to it we'll say and it's very cheap and it's, and it's, it says right on the label yeah it says right Dude. on the label made in usa it's but the name of oh, this is a right <laughs> This is a Riley, yeah. not a wild O'Reilly. Ah. Tom yeah, kind of like, described himself there when he was talking much. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm I mean, all got, about I'm all about the uh, suffix eight thirty two with you, Ryan. Though, God, dude, too expensive, it. man. I've been I suffix eight thirty two on on my tranks, and I do really like it. But it's it seems like it. it comes comes out of when you do spider web it. It's comes out nice and. Dude, I just it's put smooth. it on two it's reels definitely tonight. really smooth, yeah. yeah. Paying too much for your line. Moral story. Yeah. Hey, I ran 50 pound, 50 pound 832. I've run them all. Suffix, Power Pro, Cortland, the spider wire garbage. I've run them all. Cabela's. And this Hercules, man, it can, it can tango with the best of them. I will just tell you guys, I'm very high on the Andy braid for my trolling rods. Same deal. Those, yeah, I feel like, same. I feel like yeah, that I've Andy heard good braid. Things, good things about that. I like it, but I, I always go back to the suffix 832 for my casting stuff. Well, now Hercules makes a uh, smooth version. They basically take everything PowerPro does and copy it. They have like a smooth casting version, like a not fade. One it's called not fade, but it doesn't fade. Like the color doesn't come out well, of it. I don't it. give a shit if I don't give a shit if my if my line fades. Yeah, like that doesn't but that was so me. that so that they they took what the customer said though. That was the complaint with V one of Hercules was that it faded faded quick and it did. And then they took it V two man, it came out. It doesn't fade. I don't know what they did to it, but see to me that stuff is like way bigger diameter than the same poundage of anything else well you got to make sure you're buying that they have very like there's four strand there's like seven strand they have a bunch of different like kinds and you got to make sure you're getting like the equivalent to what you're using you're not going like up in strands so, or okay continue is there any more to the what do you, what not to bring to like uh, it's no no bananas either uh, yeah. dude I, i'll give you the exact verbiage here take take banana bread and see what he does <laughs> just make pack yourself a sandwich made out of banana bread 
It says, we ask that no client ever bring bananas on board, exclamation point. This is the <laughs> oldest superstition in boating. And although it's a bit crazy, we believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, I got a story about that because I so fished Tell me with... about the bananas. So, so what's the deal with bananas? <laughs> really? Is, is there... You don't know? No. Uh-uh. What? Yeah. I've heard that it originated because there are like banana spiders that'll yes. be in like bunches yes. of bananas. Yep. Correct. And then people are way back in the day, like when they would be shipping bananas from overseas or wherever the hell they come from, there would be these oh, spiders man. and shit and different bugs in the bananas that would bite people yes. on the boats and they would die. So people they didn't understand why people were dying. Other than the bananas were bad luck. Okay, I got one thing to say about that. Fuck that. (laughs) Spiders suck. Listen to this real quick. I was out. I went back out with Doug and the Bang and Bottom guys. And I was with Doug and Joel and Jesse. And it was more like just Doug and Jesse that, that day. Is the amount of alcohol consumption one <laughs> one person could drink? But is that the day he, he called me? He called it. Yeah, that's the day we called you. He's like <laughs> he he looked at me. And he's like, "Gotta call Swanky." It's like, all right, we're doing it anyway. So all morning, nothing. We're trolling, 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 nothing. Then Jesse sees this giant freaking spider in the back of the boat. <laughs> okay, giant spider. Then it dawns on Doug that I, the first day we caught one fish, but it was tough fishing. I slipped a banana in my cooler. And after that, they saw it spider. It was a trigger for Doug. And he was like, you have a banana in your cooler. So I pulled it out and Jesse freaked. He was like, get that thing off the boat. He's like, I don't even allow people to bring the, the banana Whatever it is, the banana republic or the banana uh, suntan lotion. Banana, banana boat. The banana boat. He's like, I don't even allow banana boat suntan lotion on my boat. Get that thing the heck off of here. Oh, so he made, I chucked I chucked my banana into the lake. Guess what happened 10 minutes after that freaking thing hit the water? We got ripped. We didn't catch a fish, <laughs> but we got ripped. I thought you were going to say musky ate the banana. I was like, that's no. pretty cool. But it's like the rod goes off and it's like, you got to be kidding me. That was right after I threw that freaking banana yeah. out of the boat. But anyway, bad luck. Well, boys, we're oh, boys. Yeah, it's it's time. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. We're like two Kellen, hours past Owen's bedtime. Kellen, thank you very much for joining us. We've enjoyed this very much, and yeah. I hope I hope you would consider coming back to Lake Nipissing again sure. next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope I, you I, consider I, coming back on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun too. I, uh, you guys let me know. Awesome. Have to come back at some point and tell us about this St. Clair trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully it works out. Hopefully it works out. So, yeah. all right, boys. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Sorry for Everyone the people enjoyed. for missing two weeks. It's all Nick's fault. Hey, I'm not going to be here next week either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, I'm heading right. to bed. All right, guys. I'll see you. Later. Bye. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. Big o don't play.